All right, guys, welcome to episode 129 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy, Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And this week, we talk about Titanic. We talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Knock at the Cabin, and Glorious Bastards, everything, everywhere, all at once. Some other gaming stuff that went down. Um, a Street Fighter V top contender saying fuck them kids <laughs> uh, we, we talk about the uh we do a quick little recap of the super bowl we talk about lebron breaking the all-time nba record we talk about some trade deadline news in the nba and then lastly we speak about the pitfalls of becoming old and the mm. m- misremembering of time i guess uh <laughs> losing my place in time mm-hmm. um you know but you know uh you know the bigger the bullet the more that bitch gonna bang so uh, <laughs> but first So as usual, we'll start with some things watched. Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. You've got a couple more things on here than I, than I do. Yeah, so I got a lot because we our schedule was a little messed up, so I got got to be, I was able to squeeze in more things. Um, so I'll just go through them really quickly. But I'll start off with two, and then we can go back and forth. But I'll start with two that I think are kind of connected, but in not maybe great ways. So, okay. um, but the first one I'll start with is Titanic. So they okay. did a re-release for Valentine's. I think I mentioned it on here last week, or maybe when it was first announced. But they're doing. Uh, they did a re-release just for the you know, for Valentine's, and I think originally it was supposed to be an IMAX theaters too. But I think because uh, Avatar Two is still doing really really well, that they just put it in regular, just old like just regular movie theaters. And uh, this one was in three D. Like, hmm? I was gonna say James Cameron was like. Uh... Uh, if you want some old shit, buy my old albums. But uh, right now, keep that new shit playing on the, on the fucking TVs, dog. Exactly, yeah. So, like, just a few days before the movie came out, Titanic came out, or the re-release came out, uh, Avatar 2 passed it for third all-time. And then when the re-release came out, Titanic took back its third-place spot. And then this past weekend, Avatar 2 passed it again. So, basically, it's just Cameron <laughs> versus Cameron in the all-time box office. Um, So, I watched... It was in 3D. And I actually had seen it in 3D 10 years ago, back in 2012, toward, toward, toward the tail end of the 3D craze that was started by the first Avatar. Um, they did a re-release of the you know the movie on its 15th anniversary, so like 10 years ago, and then this year was the 25th. And I saw it so, 3D again. Oh, sorry? I was just going to say, adding, ty- adding, adding 3D into the Titanic sounds like blasphemy like it sounds like a thing that like movie purists would be like get this shit the fuck <laughs> out of here <laughs> i i thought so too but only but even back then I, I knew that i was in good hands because i know that it's like a thing that cameron oversees himself and he's a, mm-hmm. such a perfectionist that he wouldn't just be like yeah just tack it right i think you know we're talking about the that shitty sam worthington like clash of the titans movie where they just tacked on the yeah. 3d and they're like nobody give a shit um but because i knew it was him i was like okay you know i'll, I'll trust it and it was great back then, and it's great again now. I think I hadn't seen it. I think this is 
from the time that it came out uh, in my life, this, from the last time I saw it, which I guess was maybe two or three years ago, or maybe more, until now, was the largest gap in my life that I hadn't seen it. And like I've said about here before, it is fascinating rewatching a movie that you've seen thousands of times and being older and just like taking in different things, right? Not not just right. like because you're not even like on some like, I'm an old man now, I'm wise, I know what it is, right? Just on like, <laughs> you know, you know how movies are made, you know what it takes, you know, you know how, you know, before maybe I didn't pick up on a couple of things. Um, like I've seen it a thousand times. And even now there were two things that I did, had never caught before. Um, and I, one of them, I chuckled in the movie. She said, he was like, what? I was like, I never noticed that before. And it was like a little thing where like Leo DiCaprio, toward the beginning, he's talking to fucking goon, like the, the bad guy's goon, like his, his little gunman. And he goes, Hey man, you got a cigarette? And he, yeah. Can I borrow, he says, can I borrow a smoke? And he goes, they go, the guy goes, yeah, sure. Here. And he opens one of those little like suit, you know, little, uh, cases. Right. And he yeah. takes one and he like puts it in his mouth, like sort of gets it wet. And then he puts it behind his ear and then he takes another one. So he basically takes two. And I was like, I never <laughs> noticed that before. But anyway, so the movie is great, dude. And it's, it, it, it's, you're, you're watching it and you go, dude, like, what the fuck, man? Because like, you see this thing <laughs> where it costs $200 million and the story isn't like blowing anybody's you know mind or anything. It's a very simple story, but it's so strong. Um, it's like, you know how we talk about it? it's It's Coda, except everything about else about the script is just like top tier, right? Everything about right. it has been has been fucking meticulously created. Like the sets are gigantic. There's dozens of extras. Um, you said you've never seen it, right? Correct. I've seen, seen a lot of bits and pieces, but I've never seen it like all the way through. All the way through. It, so, so you know, toward the end, as it's sinking, there's these um, shots where like half the boat, like in the middle part, is underwater, and they're trying to get like the lifeboats out. And there's like yep. these insane crane shots where like the camera is on one side of like it, it's like from above and it's like panning down to one side of the boat and there's like a hundred extras in water pushing each other and they got knives because they gotta cut the rope so there's like knives and the camera like c- comes around like a god cam like pans to the other side of the boat and there's like a motherfucker pushing the boat off of this one layer and there's like a hundred extras on that side and then you can see in the distance like a hundred extras like running up the stairs and stuff insane kind of stuff and then um just nuts like right like the kind of stuff that nowadays it'd be like oh we're just gonna put in a hundred you know cgi extras and we're just yeah, gonna you know, sure. cgi the boat like we don't have to have actually built a boat um and so yeah so titanic still great still an all-time movie still like a five out of five if you've never seen it check it out i i, I think it holds up really really well um and uh and if you've seen it a thousand times like i have watch it again because i think like i said you get the sort of you're a different time in your life and you get different things out of it. I don't know. It felt much more bittersweet. Yeah. I mean, it's always been bittersweet, but I think it, it hit in a different way this time. And uh, so, yeah, so that's Titanic. And I'll go on to the next one, which I sort of think is sort of connected. And that's Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. In that. Okay. That's weird, but okay. <laughs> in that you go, that movie costs $200 million. And then you look at this one. And it's also probably cost $200 million. And the artistic gap could not be greater. It is just, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's ultimate, it's just hack shit. But, 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 but I do want to say it, it's fun, right? It's fine. It's fun. Um, have you seen the trailers or do you think you're going to watch it? The, the, the Ant-Man movie? I actually, this is wild. I haven't seen a single one of the Ant-Man movies. Um, 
Like, is it just not you? Just like, eh, they're kind of small. Like, they're not like, I don't know. I literally don't have a reason. Like, I, I, I feel like I missed the first one mm-hmm. and then just never went back to watch it. So then, like, Ant Man and the Wasp came out and I was like, nah, I never saw the first one. And then, like, this one came out and I'm like, I'm sure it's important because I know, uh, what's his name is in it. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Powers. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm sure it's super important, but that means I gotta go back and watch the first two. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the the thing is, is that the first two are good because they're so different. Or not so different. I mean, they're superheroes, but they're they're different from the other ones in that it's just small people shit, right? Not you know, yeah, literally, literally and figuratively, right? Like it's just like the first one is Scott Lang, and he's like a criminal, or he's like he's a felon, and he can't get a job. And then Hank Pym, you know, Michael Douglas says, "Hey, I need you right. to do a heist for me." It's like a small heist into a company. That's it. And the second one is like, oh, we got to um, get uh, Michelle Pfeiffer out of the quantum realm. I mean, she's in, you know, she's in the fucking um, endgame. So it's not a spoiler, but right. she goes, hey, we got to get her out. And like, that's it. We just got to get her out. And there's a couple other things here and there, but that's it. There's no like, there's a laser beam from the sky and he's pointed, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just <laughs> right. very small stakes. You just a fun time with Scott, with, you know, with Paul Rudd and the little side characters they have. Just they're like nice breezy snacks, right? Especially between right. gigantic fucking movies like Infinity War, where it's like this guy's gonna kill half the planet, half the universe, and Endgame. And so then it was a bummer because then this one they just they couldn't do. I, I rewatched one and two before this one. Mm-hmm. Could not be more different. Could not be more different in terms no. of. Um, so you know they get sucked into the quantum realm. You've seen the trailers, right? Like they like yeah yeah like, ah, yeah get sucked into the quantum realm. Right? Like this happens in like in the first fifteen minutes, and then from then on it's just this cascade of big time sci-fi shit it's like um okay. it's like a rick and morty episode where they go into like a different planet and it's like this guy yeah. he's the guy who you know these guys are are chimp people who use skateboards as banana peelers you know what i'm saying like just random right. wacky sci-fi shit and they go like this guy's a, a goop and he he has goo that lets you understand other people and he doesn't have any holes and he's got these two little eyeballs and this other guy can read minds and this lady's like a uh, in the Native American, like uh, like giant buff woman, and this one's like a like a a fucking snow leopard monkey thing. You know, it's just like right. And, and just imagine that for like an hour and a half, just like all the stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, and I mean, and I'll give it its props because it is it is fun, right? It's it's li- it's so light, but it's just like it's just like, and then you know, do you know Modok? Yeah, the, the villain Modak, he's in it, and so he looks a little. He looks very comic accurate, and so that that looks a little funky, um, right? And so I saw that specifically on a. Oh, he's on. Okay, yeah. So he, I thought that, but that's the thing, right? Is that you could come to me tomorrow and say, "Did you like it?" And I'd be like, "Actually, yeah, it was actually, you know, it's fun. It's light. It's got giant, ant, you know, ants. It's got fucking what's his name, Can- uh, Modok." being giant head and weird and it, it's mm-hmm. off kilter enough that it's enjoyable and then you could come to me the next day and i'd be like that thing was a piece of shit it was it was <laughs> weird it was just this vomit of cgi bullshit it, and it served no purpose and it was artistically you know uh vapid um so really it's, it's a mixed bag um better than love and thunder my god fucking love and thunder Oof. sucked so like i would i i i Love and Thunder is terrible. This at okay. least has some redeeming qualities. Um, okay. So I think if if you find yourself wanting to watch it, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Like in terms of, you know, not not with the movie, I'm talking with you wanting to watch it. I think it's perfectly enjoyable. And I think the first two are much better. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've seen like some, this last few movies have been much more batting 500 for the MCU. Um, yeah. But I think it's, I mean, it's fine. I mean, they gave us, you know, Shang-Chi and No Way Home. And what was the other one I really liked? Multiverse of Madness, which Multiverse. I really, I think I like yeah. more, more than most people. So I, I have no issue with them giving us No Way Home and me fucking weeping in the movie theater. And then, like, you know, a year and some change later, them giving us, you know, this mid. And then in the same, in the mid time, you know, also giving us a great Shang-Chi and then giving us a shitty Thor. It's like, you know, it is what it is. I think yeah. we're, we'll never have 2017, 2018 where they were batting a thousand. Right. Yeah, that was just like an unprecedented run. Yeah. Um, also, uh, just for reference, Quantumania has currently got a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not <laughs> doing so hot. And, and it's weird because Love and Thunder is fresh, but Love and Thunder fucking sucks. So I don't know what... I don't know. I think it's... You know how we were, we've always talked before about how movies... You know, you ask 10 people in a room if they like Megan and nine of them would say yes. But it's not like mm-hmm. a 90. It's like that. It's like I think they asked some people and I think some people probably like... It was fine, maybe not great, and then that gives it fifty five, and then that's you know rotten, right? So yeah, that's the other okay, way. yeah. But yeah, that's Anthem. Right. Yeah, that's a one of the all time greats, like literally like a five out of five, like a movie that I think every there, 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 you could find faults in it, but I think everybody would enjoy and love, and then and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Quantum Mania, which is a movie that exists. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's the extent of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, we can come back to you know a couple of the minds that I can hit real quick. But uh, what have you been watching? Okay, so I um, let's see. All right, I'm gonna save my first one because uh, that's that's my, probably my biggest one, and the other ones I kind of have are small. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I with. Part of my Christmas gift that I got and some some money, you know, I had some extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, I built a fight stick. I would talk to you about it. I don't know if I mentioned it on here. Um, so I have this. It was a f- pain in the ass to put together. Um, like a bunch of fucking wires. I'm like trying to get the wires to fit in the box or like pushing the box mm-hmm. out a little bit. So I have mm-hmm. to rearrange everything. Terrible. Um, but the end product is fucking beautiful. I love it. Um, so that's, that's a little project that I had taken care of. So that, that took, you know, a little bit of time to finish putting that together. Nice. Oh, and then, so like, just for, it's not super important or even really all that interesting probably, but like, there's a little motherboard that you have to use to plug all the buttons into. So that way it can communicate with the PlayStation. You know what I mean? So the PlayStation knows what buttons you're pressing. Mm-hmm. And there's like this little fucking four pin adapter and I'm, like, looking all over. Like, I'm looking at this, like, layout from the people that make the board, trying to figure out where it goes. I'm like, there's no fucking... Th- this is supposed to go in a spot, and I'm looking at it, and there's no spot for it. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So I'm, like, annoyed at this point. And then, like, I'm pissed off. I go to bed pissed off about it. <laughs> Wake up the next day. Like, all right, let me try this again. And I, like, start looking up YouTube videos, and I... Before I looked up the YouTube videos, I'd emailed the people that made the board and was like, can you help me? Um, they didn't get back to me. And so I was like looking up YouTube videos and I see one, like it's this super cheap, like quality, low quality video of this guy just being like, yeah, I'm putting one of these together. And like for a split, I mean, maybe one second in the video, it just mm-hmm. shows him plugging it into a spot. And I'm like, oh, 
And so, so I go and look, and that spot's in mine. And I'm like, I plug it in there. I fucking, I finish putting it all together. The other thing is, it's a pain in the ass to, like, close. Mm-hmm. And so, but the thing is, I, like, I can't really test it, like, while it's open. It's so, like, I have to close it all up and then plug it up and hope that mm-hmm. it works. Hope it, then- so, like, I do it, and then it works. And I'm like, yes, I fucking did it. And then, like, an hour later, the fucking, the next day, that guy, uh, I get an email back from the company. They're like, this is the layout for it. And I'm like, this isn't the one you have online, you motherfuckers. <laughs> An email back. I was like, I mean, I got it taken care of, but you should probably update that on your end for the next person. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's put together. It was it was a terrible time, but it's great. Um, the other thing, uh, I guess, just while I'm on the topic of fighting game fighting games, because that's what that's for. Um, the last big uh, Capcom tournament for Street Fighter Five was this past week. Um, so I was kind of keeping up with that and watching a watching a lot of it um so the one there's i mean it's not super interesting for anybody that doesn't pay attention um but i'm gonna send you this one thing because i thought it was fucking incredible so for most of street fighter 5 it's been like the same like 10 guys that are like always great and they're like competing at every tournament for the top spot mm-hmm. um and there's two two American dudes. One's name one goes by Punk, and the other one's called Idom. Uh, but anyway, so this big Capcom Cup has like regions from all over. There's people from Europe, China, Japan, Canada, everywhere. Um, so there's this one guy named Ending Walker is what he goes by, mm-hmm. and he's like a 17 year old kid who like all of a sudden in the past year has just been like running over everybody and everyone's like what the fuck is going on like who who is this dude why is he so good blah 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 Mm -hmm. so he gets the capcom cup and uh idom who's like the best american player and like a big favorite um he's in the losers bracket and like ending walker's making it further and further and he loses so he comes down to the loser bracket and idom's been making this big run through the losers bracket Mm -hmm. and so he fucking runs into Ending Walker, who's like this seventeen-year-old kid, and he beats him like three-one, like bad, like it's not even really close. And then he tweets the thing I just sent you. <laughs> he tweets the Michael Jordan fuck them kids face. <laughs> that shit is like a goat tweet. Like I know, like yeah. it's it's such a niche thing, but like mm-hmm. the fact that my man like beat the like new up and cover like that everyone was crazy about and then immediately. I mean, within like minutes of beating him, tweeted out "fuck them kids." That shit had me dying. <laughs> um, so it's a fucking amazing tweet. And with oh. with regard, like the people who you know who are doing it, do they have like big personalities? Like, is it like um? Have you ever seen the documentary, uh, The King of Kong? Like, it's, like, old now. Like, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I haven't seen it. Uh, it it's, like, you know, it, it's a, you know, this guy, Steve Weeby, who, like, I think he breaks his leg. Or he's, like, a, he, he breaks his leg or he breaks his hand. He, anyway, he, he, like, gets off of work for, like, an extent. He has to go on, um, what's oh, okay. when you get hurt on, on, on the job? Uh, 
Um, Hold on. Workman's Cop? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he goes ahead, okay. and then he gets just really good at, 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 at uh, Donkey Kong. And he, like, upsets, like, he disrupts the scene. And then the main guy in the scene is this guy named Billy Mitchell, who's, like, an all-time villain. He's, like, the guy who's, like, I'm the best. I've been the best since I'm, like, 13. And he's got this, like, goatee and this, like, long hair and stuff. But anyway, this, you talking about these kind of tournaments and, like, people, you know, behaving this way reminded me of that documentary. Where it's, like, I, I think there's... I think what makes documentaries and just the movies so interesting is that you have these little worlds where, you know, from an outside, you're like, oh, it's just a cup, right? But if you're in it, it's like everything, right? And like you said, like that tweet right. is like if LeBron James was like, you know, fuck the yeah, kids. Yeah, if LeBron James was like, fuck them kids because he dunked on LaMelo Ball. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like the person, it, it depends on the people, right? The thing is, is that IDOM and Punk probably have the most personality. The, the two, like, US guys, mm-hmm. I think they treat the shit like it's actual sports. Like, in terms of, like, they're, like, super competitive and they talk mad shit. Um, there's actually a clip that's fucking, like, I could imagine being there and being like, Jesus Christ. And it's, there's a clip of Punk just absolutely destroying this dude. And, like, for half the match, he's just looking at the dude. He's not even looking at the screen. He's <laughs> looking at the dude while he's beating him. Just, like, dead staring into the side of his head while they're, like, the other guy's looking at the screen trying to win. And I'm like, yo, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> like, like, I'm not even looking at the game. I'm watching you. I'm watching you get fucked up. <laughs> um... And, like, you know, there's a couple guys from Japan that are, like, real big names. But mm-hmm. the thing is, the big names from Japan, except for, like, one or two, there's, like, four or five guys that are big names in Japan. They're dudes that have been playing since, like, Street Fighter 2. Like, they're they're old and generally, I guess, just because reaction times and stuff. Like, yeah. at least over here, the old guys, like, kind of get phased out pretty quick. But there's a dude named Daigo Takedo. They're fucking, they're just around forever. Like, I and they just are always decent. So... Um, but yeah, and, uh, the other thing is the guy that won it is actually a guy from the Dominican Republic and he's oh, nice. the first person to ever win it twice. Cause he won in 2017. So it was like a big story that he won. Cause he's also like, everyone knows he's good, but nobody ever really talks about him. He's like kind of, I guess, underrated. Like mm-hmm. he just probably cause he's from Dominican Republic. So there's not other big Dominican Republic players. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and he won, so this is the only time ever that someone's won two of those cups, so it was, like, kind of a big deal in that community. Right. But, yeah, no, Idom said, fuck them kids. Uh, what do you <laughs> that, dude? that shit had me rolling. Uh, um, but, yeah, all right, so you go ahead with uh, something you've been watching. And, well, just to, to go back, you were talking about, damn, but he's, damn it, I lost it. Oh, the guys who, like, take it very seriously. Like, it, it's like, yeah. like, this is my job, but this is, you know, the beacon. it's like, you want that, of course, but you want that with like a little bit of like flair for the dramatic, right? Be like, this is my exactly. Job, but I'm at the forefront of video gaming. You know, it's us. You know, on yeah. one side it's us, the real gamers, and the other side it's these, you know, Philistines who don't really care about. The, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna be that guy. Fucking be that guy, right? Be Hulk Hogan, right? right? Oh, oh my least... god, hold on, bro. There's, uh, let me see. I can I don't know if I'll be able to. God, it's so perfect. All right, so there's a move. Let me see. Okay. I'm going to show you. I'm going to send this to you. All right. So there's a character called Akuma. Mm -hmm. And like him and like two other people, which are like kind of like Ryu, but they're like evil versions. Mm -hmm. Um, They have this move called a Raging Demon. Um, And what it is, is 
if my phone will operate. Um, you're going to see in this that I'm sending you, he like slides in. Like he does this little like a uh, teleport thing. I, I know it looks like he's just kind of sliding across like Michael Jackson style, but that's that's basically how he just does a little teleport. Um, tell me when you get that. Okay. And then in the most recent, Takedo is like a big name dude. He and this is like the kind of flair you're talking about. So he's in a tournament. He is playing, I think, against Punk, who talks a lot of shit, right? Um. Alright, so hold on. The first one didn't send, it looks like. Um, Alright, but based on that picture, that yeah. you see that picture, right? Right, all right. right so yeah. he like he lifts up one knee, he kind of like glides in, like a mm. teleport kind of thing. The screen goes black, you see a bunch of like hit effects, and hear a bunch of hit effects, and it like speeds up. Like it's like boom, 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 boom. And then it like explodes with him, this being Akuma, with his back turned to the screen, and like a bunch of colors and that giant Japanese symbol on his back, right? Mm-hmm. So, Takedo plays Akuma. Takedo hits Punk with this clutch-ass raging demon. And it, because it takes a second to go off, it's to win the tournament. He fucking gets out of his chair, steps in front of the projector, and turns his back. So, it's doing it's doing that on his back like while he's winning. I was like, it's the most incredible shit I've ever seen, dog. Like, that's a, like, that's a flair for the dramatic that I right. respect, regardless of it being about video games. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's like Big Booth calling a shot, right? It's like... Right, exactly. Yeah. My man did it and then stepped in front of the projector in front of the crowd. So the crowd just saw that on his back. I was like, yo, that's, <laughs> that's impressive, bro. Fuck, I, I fuck uh-huh. with that heavy. That's pretty cool. <sighs> yeah. So anyways, <laughs> yeah. Flair for the Dramatic is definitely there. Um, the best is... the Man, sorry. Not to drone on. There's these things called the Salty Sweet that they used to do. They don't really do it much anymore. And it would basically just be two guys having beef. And then they would just like... They would go in like this hotel room for money and just play like a first to ten wins, and because it was for money and they already had beef, like it was the best shit talking ever. Um, and it, it those videos are just great to watch. Uh, but anyways, all right. So that's enough about fighting games. I mean, there's not enough people that listen to this that give a shit. But <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, my little tangent. Um, so what if what's what do you got going on? Yeah, so I could knock out. Let me see how much would it be. I could knock out the rest of my what have been watching real quick. Well, the first one I'll do okay. is uh, Mission Impossible Two. So I'm. It's February. So I'm. You know, I told you I think a couple weeks ago that we're doing every month. We're doing a Mission Impossible all the way to Mission Impossible Seven in July. Um, one was great. We're not fine. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. I like. I, I think we and I had talked about it when you watched it, and then I hadn't seen it in many years, and I watched it this time. And it's not very good. It's it's uh, a turd sandwich, bro. <laughs> it's not very good. Yes, it's 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 myself and Sydney and our friend. We're all watching them, and I after it ended, I literally had to turn to them and be like, "Look, please stick with me, all right? The next one will get better." <laughs> I promise, thank you. Man. I did do that with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> by the time we get to April, four, five, and six, amazing. All timers. April, May, and June is going to be fantastic. Just stick with me this one. And even 33, I think, is solid. I, I think I would probably yeah. consider myself a bigger fan of 3 than most people. Um, mm-hmm. I love the the, the the look of it. I think it starts to get the bones of the rest of the series. And then I think uh, Seymour Just Hoffman to be is clear, great. is 3 the one where they have the giant screen in the hallway? 
No, that's no, that's uh, four. That's Ghost Protocol. Okay, okay. Yeah, so like that's you know that kind of stuff. That great shit is like I'm like just hold off. You know, have you seen, you know that meme? <laughs> you know that meme of it's like two men on top of uh, like they're like digging a tunnel on top of each other, and then one of them is like this close. It stops to right diamond. before the the diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> it's like I'm like just keep going. Don't the Mission Impossible Two is the guy stopping right before the diamonds. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's. It is, it's just, I mean, the first one was, you know, Tom Cruise, you know, he's attractive, and I think he has, like, a semi-love interest, and he kisses, I think he kisses a girl, but that's not really fleshed out, and this one, he's, like, the movie's extremely horny, like, he is, Yes, bro, yes. He's, like, hey, what's up, baby, with that Tandy Newton, and then, like, there's, like, this angle, they're, like, in a bathtub, and, like, the camera's, like, above, and you can see, like, her boobs. And then, like, he's under it. And I'm like, what kind of angle is this? And then, like, everybody's all like, oh, oh, Tandy. And then the guy's like, and then I think maybe the guy was jealous of Tandy, that one guy who gets, like, killed. I don't know. But anyway, and I was telling telling Sydney, I was like, I think what happened was. So the first one comes out in 96. 95, GoldenEye comes out. And then this one came out in 2000. And in the time between the first one, you know, Mission Impossible 1 and Mission Impossible 2, there were two James Bond movies in 97 and 99. I think one of them is Tomorrow Never Dies and then The World Is Not Enough. Or one of those. Are those, those both Pierce Brosnan ones? Pierce Brosnan ones, yeah. And so I think, and they were moderately biggish hits, yeah. right? And so then. They were I commercial think, successes. Exactly. Yeah. If nothing else. If nothing, yeah, exactly. And I think, and, the, and those are, you know, he's Pierce Brosnan, so he's really horny. He's like, Michelle, yeah, oh. You know, uh, what's the other girl's <laughs> name? Uh, Dennis Rich, uh, Denise Richards. Oh, Christmas. Her name is like Chris. Her, 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 her what is her name? Her, name? her last name is Christmas. And the, literally, the end, last line in the movie, James Bond goes, "I guess Christmas came twice this year." Because they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's. I think that's. I think that influence, right? When they're going on, be like, "What's clicking?" Right? Oh, the fucking. Um, uh, you know the the, the horny James Bond. So I think that's what they were trying to fit into, and it just I mean it, it works fine. But I was just like, this feels so different from the first one. So basically, overall, just not good. I, I guess you. I mean, I like seeing Luther. You know, Ving Rhames. So I'm like, you know, yeah. Ving Rhames is there, right? And and it's nice to be like, especially because later on in the series, I know you haven't gotten to the very very end, but the idea of the main crew becomes very important. And the ghost of him losing his squad in the first one, you know, when they all get killed in like yeah. 10 minutes, it sort of lingers over the later movies where he's like, he makes decisions that you might go, uh, he pretty much is, is Steve Rogers, right? Where he goes, you know, we don't trade lives, right? And, you know, okay. they're willing to sacrifice one person if it means, even if it means a bad guy potentially getting his hands on something bad, because it's like, no, mm-hmm. my team matters. So, yeah. So that's why this one is important because you get to see Ving Rhames, you get to see their pitter patter, they have a couple good scenes together. So I don't think it's completely devoid of value if you're rewatching it. If you want to see a good movie, yeah. I think it is devoid of goodness. So <laughs> it is devoid of goodness, <laughs> bro. Yeah. The motorcycle tackle is for forever. Oh yes, okay. In my so brain. that <laughs> I kind of like because they're like just full yeah, like, stop ah! it, and they jump and they just like smack in the middle of the air. I'm like, okay, so fucking dumb. <laughs> Um, what was it? There was something else. Like, what um, did you hope to achieve with that? To, to tackle some, and, and then when, or when he's like <laughs> on the side of the bike and he's using the bike as he's riding it, like as a shield, you know. 
and so many doves, <laughs> and then just slow motion fire. Like this bro, one, the doves, bro. There's one oh. shot where he like the and, fucking the bunker explodes, explodes. and doves come it flying out of it. I'm like, what are you and, talking about? And and the bad guy looks through the door that's on fire, and Tom Cruise walks by, and I was like, oh cool, Tom Cruise is gonna come in. But then he just like keeps walking and like doesn't come in. He just like keeps walking down the hallway. And so I was like, "Wait, so why did he blow the door open?" Like, just it's not a good movie. Not a good movie. <laughs> um. Oh, 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 oh! Super, super, super quick. Uh, back to back to Titanic and Ant Man and just kind of like uh, um, Avatar two. So Avatar two was in three D. Fantastic. Okay. Cameron spent years doing it because he's a perfectionist and it looks great and it adds a lot. I went to see okay. Ant Man. And I've gone to see Ant Man or uh, the Marvel movies the last, you know, pretty much since Endgame. I think Endgame was in 3D, and I think, or was it? I don't, I don't think it was. But I think everything since then, I go to see them in IMAX, but they're not in 3D. So I go to see Ant Man, and I'm like, "Here's my ticket. Like, Thank you. Here's your glasses." I'm like, "Huh? What? What'd you say?" He's like, "Yeah, it's in 3D." <laughs> I was like, "You fuckers." No, it's the monkey's <laughs> paw. It's the fucking monkey's paw because I asked for a great Avatar movie that would that would be great in 3D. But then what's happening is that now we're back in the second wave of shitty 3D added <laughs> on top of the movies, dude. I went to look at tickets for Scream 6 and like all the good screening times are in 3D. And so I'm like, oh, no. What have, I, <laughs> what have I done? I wanted a great, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like... It's like the classic. It's like uh, that one. You know, like the monkey, like the fucking monkey's paw, right? Yeah. Finger curls oh, because man, I asked for brutal. good 3D, and now you know. Oh, dude, if they fucking make Mission Impossible Seven in 3D, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Anyway, bro, I'm surprised Top Gun Maverick wasn't in 3D, dog. <laughs> yeah, well, because people weren't into it, right? Because Hollywood is so reactive that I think. People were just like, well, we don't, need, we don't need 3D. We don't really have the time. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. We don't want to do it. And then now that they were like, you know, a movie where somebody spent the time and the effort did really well, people were like, huh, what? Money? Money? Uh, 3D? Yeah, just hack it on. Huh, huh. They're like, they're like uh, what are they called? Like prairie dogs that pop out. They're like, huh, what? Yeah, yeah, okay. And now we're going to have 3D. It's like, meat's back on the menu, boy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to fucking $2 search charge you to death, motherfuckers. Thank you. Um. So anyway, but yeah, but uh, yes, Mission Impossible Two. Going back to the main thing, Mission Impossible Two, not very uh, good. And then um, I watched All Quiet on the Western Front, which is nominated for Best Picture. Um, okay. and it, have you heard of this or have you seen it on Netflix, like on the main menu or anything? Man, I've heard of it, and that's it. So it's you know it's about World War One. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. it's. I don't think it, I read the book back in high school, but I, don't, I mean the names sounded familiar, but I don't. I don't think it follows the same story. But basically, it's just like, you know, these guys, these German kids in late, I think like with a year to go in the war, they sign sign up and like, yeah, we're going to go to war. We're going to win for the fatherland. And then they get to the fucking trenches and it's horrific, right? Because it's just death and, and, and misery. And basically, it's just like their lives for the next few months. And it's just. And um, two and a half hours of just like their lives, and it, and it is really, really good. It looks great. The performances are great, especially the main kid, because the main kid has these like, in, like huge eyes and insanely mm-hmm. blue. And so when he's covered in mud and shit, you just see like these white, piercing eyes of like just mm-hmm. horror. Um, and so the the movie it's great, but the 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 most noteworthy part of the movie are the war scenes. 
They are okay. just horrifying. There's a sequence where they're they're like we're taking over, you know, and it also it's about the futility of war. So basically, these generals are just like in their houses and they're like, you know what? I think we should attack the other side today. Yeah, let, let's do that. Like, go go go. And then they you know war trickles down, and then you see like a thousand German kids, like eighteen or nineteen, get out of their holes, put on their shit on, and then just you know attack the other trenches. And so in the middle part of the movie right. that happens, and they attack the French side. And then they take the trench and they're like, yeah, we did it. Woo, we did it. We lost a couple people. It's horrifying, but we did it. But not cheering. They're just like, like exhausted. Like, we did it, right? Yeah. And then you hear this rumbling. And then you see these giant death boxes, tanks. Like, the first time you see tanks. And they just, dude, eviscerate everything. And then after that, these flamethrowers come in, dude. And it's just like horror, right? Like, there's no... There is no... The movie, the you know, in Saving Private Ryan, there's like people who like do heroic acts or you know they redeem themselves by sacrificing themselves or there's you know this war is for something but this just shows that like dude like uh, unless you're fighting fascism there is no good war because it is it's just death and disease and just like just it's just a giant ball just crushing humanity um but it was great and i do think it is worth watching at least once um would I watch it again? Maybe. Depends. But I, I think it, it, it's definitely worth it. I gave it a four and a half out of five on my Instagram um, reviews. Okay. Okay. But it's a, I mean, I, I don't want to be like, it's a great war movie because it's kind of weird to say that. Cause like, it's great war, right? It's like, cause the movie yeah. is very explicitly like holding your face to the mud and being like, look at this. People just, war is this, it's where, it's where any kind of thing that makes us human goes to just die a horrific death, right? Whether it's, uh, what's it called? I don't know what I'm saying, like um, the word, like uh, friendship, uh, affection, love, and joy. Companionship. Companionship, everything just goes and gets put into the dirt and just squished until it's drowned. So it's great. The movie's great, but you know, it it is heavy. Um, Right, there you go. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll talk about today... Um, Another one, uh, not, not sorry. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've heard that about um, Requiem for a Dream. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like I've heard fact. that's great, and then people will be like, I'll never watch it again, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think this one's a little bit more watchable, just because there are moments of humanity when the kids try to be yeah. like, let's be people. Um, so I think, but I think it is a much more, I mean, they're both... But pretty much horror movies. As I said, like it's, yeah. it's a war movie, but it's a horror movie, and it, it has this great score. I think, I think this is gonna win for cinematography. Write it down, put it down. I'm, you know, putting a future on this win cinematography and score. There's this score okay. where it's like it's it's like a guitar, but it just sounds like like the end of the world. It's like rum, 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 and it's just like oh fuck. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's All Quiet on the Western Front, four and a half out of five, one of the okay. best, of, of the best picture nominees that I've seen. And then uh, I watched Knock, Knock at the Cabin, which is the M. Night Shyamalan movie, and it was pretty good. I think I liked it more than most people. I think he does a great job of, you know, pushing the camera and putting it in, in certain spots and knows when to cut, knows when to zoom in. He, it, it, It's very much somebody who is in very in control of what they're doing, right? Like the, mm-hmm. there isn't a wasted shot. There isn't, nothing looks haphazard. It's all very, feels very under control. Um, I think it's not as scary as some people think. 
And I think there is no way for it to have been scarier because of who the characters are. Um, have okay. you seen anything about the trailer or like, or like, do you know what it's about? I have not. I don't know anything about it. So it's, uh, the basic premise is that it's a, a gay couple with a young daughter. They're in a cabin for the weekend. And one day they get a titular knock at the cabin. And it's four people who are there to tell them, hey, um, we all have visions. And the visions told the four of us, who were strangers before, that we had to come here. And one of you three would have to die. Like two, The other two would have to sacrifice the third person or else the world's going to end. And okay. that's pre- that's pretty much the hook that happens like the first like 10, 15 minutes and the rest of the movies like what comes from that. Um, okay. But it was it was great. And I think it's more of a drama than it is a thrilling. It is a thriller, but very, very light. So I think if somebody is like, oh, my God, it's an M. Night movie. It's going to be probably really scary or it's going to be like the people. It's going to be like that movie, um, The Strangers or right where they like it's a breaking and entering movie. It's not like that at all. It's much more of a drama and okay. just a really, really um, well-made one um, that I think most people were fine with. I actually think I enjoyed it a little more. Okay. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, it's a decent hook, for mm-hmm. sure, yeah. if nothing else. Um, and where is, uh, is that just in theaters? It was, but like, um, kind of like with Megan, I'm sure it'll be on VOD in like a week or two or something. Yeah. Okay. Um... Hold on. As of one day ago, I see a thing that says Knock at the Cabin, now available at home. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess there's a way to watch it at home. I don't know if it's streaming or if you just rent it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess it's there's a way to watch it. So, um, All right. I'll add that to the to the list, possibly. Yeah. Um, I think out of all the ones that I watched, I think the two... I mean, this one's fine, right? It, it's, it's a good time. But I think out of all the ones that I mentioned today, I think the two that are definitely like... you have These are movies that I think movie watchers should watch i would probably go with uh all quiet on the western front and titanic as like two movies that are like capital m movies that like whoa like um that i think are worth it while oh super oh also i didn't put it in here but super quick story so um on friday afternoon last friday i had like Mm -hmm. an hour an hour and a half like just like after work and i was like well because i was going back to ashboro to see my family and I was like, well, what can I put on? And I had my, I was like, I want to put on one of my 4K movies because I, I don't want to just pull up a streamer because I have all these discs now. Like, I want to actually put them on. And so I put yeah. on Inglorious Bastards and I tried to time it to where I fast forward it to like where Shoshana meets uh, Verbal's oh. in the cafe right before the strudel. Mm-hmm. Remember, right? Like, or the. I think yep. it's true. Yeah. So like right there and I was like, I'll watch this. I'll skip some of the, you know, like the, like the, the operation Kino breakdown, but I watched the bar scene. I watched the end. And so I'm watching that exactly. scene and then Sydney comes in and she's just kind of like, she's like on the sort of on the, uh, by the kitchen sink, just kind of peeking and like looking and yeah. like talking. And, and like Londa, Hans Londa comes in and that girl's like, you know, freaking out and he's talking about whatever. And Sydney's like peeking over. She's looking I'm like, oh, pretty good, huh? Pretty good, huh, Sid? She's like, yeah. <laughs> and then so that scene ends and she, you know, she breaks down crying. She's like, why was she crying? I was like, oh, because that's the guy who killed her family. It's like, oh, wow. And then from that scene, it goes to the next one where, you know, they go, the Nazis go visit the theater 
and she right. tells um her assistant her boyfriend the plan about how they're gonna kill everybody and she's hooked and i'm like oh you want to watch the wrestling here let me skip to the end the movie like and basically you watch it skip to the end where we you know from the movie premiere onward and she was hooked and then like right when they're about to kill hitler right before that scene where like you know they lock the doors and they start shooting everybody she's like i didn't think that that's what this was i thought that this was kind of like you know just like like a bunch of soldiers going around the woods, like just killing people. Be like, <laughs> you remember how we were talking about, um, what was the movie where I go, no, it's like a real movie, and she, oh, Groundhog's Day. Do you remember that? Where, oh, yeah. yep. Where yeah. sometimes people, I think from a distance, if they're if they're not like us, where you and I like know movies a little bit more than like the average person, they go, this the guy repeats himself every day. Oh my god, it's like Adam Sandler, Fifty First Dates. He's like, oh my god, the walrus puked on the lady. Whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like it's wacky, goofy. <laughs> yeah. He puts the penguin on the road, and then he like acts like he's been you know kidnapped. Oh, hi, Jinx and Sue. So I think in mm-hmm. her mind, she hears Quentin Tarantino. He's like super violent, and he's like super. You know, he like likes to talk a lot in his movies. She probably imagines you know, like. Tom, you know, Brad Pitt running in the jungle and being like, Nazis, take that. Stab, stab, stab. Oh, look at the gut. Yeah, totally. I feel like she imagines the bear Jew. Like, exactly. like she just the, imagines the, the him bear, with the baseball bat. Yes, that, that scene, but like written, like like the, like the parody version of what a Tarantino movie would be has, right. I think, eclipsed sometimes what people think it actually is. But if you're watching Glorious Bastards, it's a two hour, it's a two and a half hour movie where they just talk the whole time, right? It's yeah. just talking and it's all uh, like 80% of it is subtitled, right? Like there's like yeah. little flashes of violence, like at the beginning where they kill Shoshana's family or in the bar, the bar shootout, but even that's like super quick. So, and then at the very end where they kill the Nazis and he carves her the forehead. And yeah. so I was telling you, I was like, like, that's what I mean. Like, I think you should give, you should believe me when I say like a movie is good because I sort of, I know when a movie is good and when it's just being like hokey, like Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider just came in dressed up as an ethnicity that he's not making fun of them. Right? <laughs> it's like, that's not what Inglourious is. And then it, it, it's just interesting that kind of like with Groundhog's Day where she was like, that was like an actual, like legitimate movie. I'm like, yes. Like, trust me. Like I wouldn't. <laughs> And I was telling her that about like the Scream movies, where I'm like, I think you would like them because I think they're very tame. And I think you should trust me because I wouldn't be like, let's go watch the Halloween movies. Because I know those are crazy fucked up, right? Like there's like, right. they're supremely violent. But I think these aren't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just interesting right. how people view certain things that you know better and and they view them based on sort of like the popular consensus that maybe isn't always right. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely, definitely see that. And that, that's like, uh, it also, I feel like that is true for kind of any medium, really. Like, I, I feel like there are, there are games that other people are like, eh, you know, because they like think it's going to be one thing. And then like, it's like, no, like this one's like good regardless of those things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, eh, and then books I'm less involved in, but like, I'm sure... I mean, like, man, like Stephen King's super, a mm. pretty popular writer, mm-hmm. but like, I know a lot of people that are like, eh, it's just, you know, fiction and his writing's not like super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Accessible? It's not like, uh, no, it's not super like it, the opposite. It's like, 
Oh, it's verbose. It's, very, it's like it's like very like uh, just a lot of like it's very con- um, condensed, it's very dense. It's like very like you know. Yeah, it's dense, it, but it's not like hard to get into. It's mm-hmm. just like it's dense and and it's not super technical. I guess mm-hmm. is what I would say. Like a lot of people, you know, people say like certain people write at certain levels, and I think I think most people don't view the the his writing not necessarily like the book but like his writing mm-hmm. super highly you know what i mean yeah um but it's like nah these fucking books are super popular for a reason you know what i mean like there's yeah there's all these things i could point to like you really should give it a shot um so like books games movies tv shows fucking uh anime you know what i mean like some people are mm-hmm. just gonna be like mm-hmm. i don't want that you know what i mean so it's it, i that's it's it's tough. It, it's also tough when you're the one that like is trying. You're like, oh, I know you'll fucking like it. Like, just mm-hmm. fucking do it. Yeah. And then there's like, yeah, and you're like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like, I give up. And, and it's um, kind of also like um, the other two things that we talked about were uh, in that manner were like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Where I think for mm-hmm. both of them, I think people sometimes hear Lord of the Rings and they think it's like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Where it's like right. the bard has to take the special amulet, mm-hmm. you know, to the high priestess of the quantum forest. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's, yeah. no, it's just a guy yeah, exactly. who's evil. He's got orcs. Same thing with Star Wars. They're like, oh, he, <laughs> he has to take a special plutonium port to the Darth Vader chamber. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's just like no, right. it's just a bad guy and then a good guy. And then there's just like a little bit of extra like magic stuff to it, right? Like I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think people hear Lord of the Rings, they hear Dungeons and Dragons, and I think people see Lord, you know, Star Wars, and they think like Doctor Who, right? Right. Like, right. You know, we have to use the power of the telescope to, you know, it's bigger on the inside than it is. On, you know what I'm saying? It's like that kind of like, <laughs> right? Like that kind of shit, yeah. right? It's like, how does it work? It's space. Time. What is it? Wobbly, gobbly, time wompy stuff? It's like, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> cool. oh, i see what you're I, doing I, I, oh. but uh yeah, yeah. What, what was the the big thing that you watched this week sorry to get a sidetrack i just thought that it was so interesting because i was like no you ha- like it's it's it, it, there's more here it's it's a genuine film um that I think yeah probably is tarnished but uh yeah but sorry to get us on the tangent um what was the big and thing actually you oh, i had uh two other things that are oh, very yeah. small that mm-hmm. i was just gonna hit real quick so i found uh, a game called strangers of paradise uh for like 20 bucks used at a GameStop, and I was like, you know what? It's a Final Fantasy game. And the thing is, the trailer when it was released was fucking awful. Like, I remember the trailer being like released, and everyone being like, yo, what the fuck is this? Um, it's just like the main character screaming into the camera a bunch, and people are like, what, what is this? Um, so the trailer was awful, and I think it had no hype because the trailer was so bad. Um, but I was like, kind of itching for it and it, it does a really good mix of like new action rpg type stuff with old final fantasy like things that i like um uh-huh. so it nails that uh but when i looked it up before i bought it it has like an eight out of ten i was like wait so this game's actually not bad and so i fucking bought it and i've i've been having fun with that it's pretty good i mean it's not amazing um uh-huh. but it's it's pretty good and then um, just kind of talking about how, like, it has aspects of the older Final Fantasies. Um, another game released on PlayStation literally yesterday called uh-huh. Legend of Dragoon. And all I know is that it was a PS1 game. And I have, like, this tiny 
fucking memory of me playing that game and loving the shit out of it, but I don't remember anything about it. So it's it's like it's like mm-hmm. ten bucks. So I'm gonna probably end up buying that and <laughs> just trying to remember. And I'm gonna be devastated when it's awful. Like I'm gonna be <laughs> devastated. When I'm like, oh, this shit's trash. I don't know why I liked it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's something I have to look forward to. Uh, but the big thing I watched, uh, and actually did was I got a chance to watch everything everywhere all at once. Nice. And, uh, so I know, uh, I knew Michelle Yao was, she was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I knew she was in that. Um, and I knew she'd been in other movies kind of like that. Um, but then just now, actually earlier, you said Tomorrow Never Dies, and I had to, you said Michelle, yeah, and I was like, ain't no way we're talking about the same one. Yep, same one. Okay, so that was a while. <laughs> yeah, she's, I think she's the Bond girl in that one, or is it Tomorrow yeah. Never Dies? Yeah, yeah, I did not oh, expect that at all. That's yeah. a, when did, when did that movie come out? 97? Yeah, yeah was, think... would not have expected that in 97. Um, but yeah, so she was apparently the Bond girl in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. But anyways, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once is so good um it's fucking incredible uh the michelle yo's great the um daughter oh best uh, supporting actress sue yeah Mm -hmm. stephanie sue or just best supporting actress bro just get the fuck out of here bro none of of the other shit matters just best supporting actress go ahead and give it to her um she's she's incredible in it yep um I th- I already mentioned this to you. I think, uh, you know, maybe the outside of the movie stuff has pushed, uh, God, what's his name? Um, the uh, husband. Yeah. Uh, okay. it's, I think it, Jesus. Um, I think it, it has pushed it a little, probably more than the actual performance did because other than like one scene, mm-hmm. really, like, I, I feel like his, feel like his contribution is like pretty basic and so like it's it's not bad but like i was never like holy shit like no. stephanie mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. stephanie i don't know how you pronounce her last name what'd you say i think it's just how sue you... sue okay yeah. that was gonna be my guess um but yeah stephanie sue uh like there are parts of her performance where, like she's like putting in a lot of effort and nailing the shit out of it um same thing with michelle you i think she's great uh yeah, I, it's just incredible. I would definitely recommend it to basically anybody. Uh, it's it's definitely, I think it talks a lot about like kind of, you know, family, depression, um, mm. stuff like that without like being like a stuffy, like, you know what I mean? Like it does yeah. it in a very entertaining way that reaches everybody. Right, right. It's not um, like the fucking, like the whale. Did I talk about the whale on here where it's just like. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like that. Like, the, like they just put a camera in a room and just. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like here's what sadness is. I'm like, okay, well, can can you not just like be a movie? It's like that. It's like this, right? Like, <laughs> this where you can like watch and be entertained and have a great a great action movie, but then like it has something to say and then also is like supremely inventive. Um, yeah. I so oh, sorry. Good. I was just gonna say. So my I watched it. It was me. My dad had already seen it before, mm-hmm. uh, but we watched it. It was me, my dad, and Kalen. Um, and like the there's the scene. <laughs> there's the scene um, where they're doing the jumps, mm-hmm. and the there's the action scene with the jumps without mm-hmm. spoiling anything. 
You know what I'm talking about? Specifically, the one that turns into like a martial arts movie for a second. Oh, I, I think is it like her versus two guys? Yep, yeah. and they're both you know yeah. suffering from a <laughs> injury. Uh-huh. Um, the my dad was like, you know, those are actually like two super big name fight choreographers. Like, <laughs> and I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, they're like they're like huge uh, in in that kind of side of things. I was like, oh, that's crazy that they got them and mm-hmm. they did something that like funny you know what i mean like not not just funny but like it's good but also like i feel like if it was two prestigious fight choreographers i'd surprised that they were willing to do that um but yeah i think all of it's all of it's great um i, I don't really have much else to say about it i think it's the front runner for best picture right now so like so right now we're in the middle of the oscar season but they're they've had a bunch of the so what happens is that there's like uh, the different guilds, the different unions. So there's like the writers guild, right. the directors, the producers. They did producers. No, they did directors last weekend, and the Daniels won. The directors of this movie won best directors, mm-hmm. which is huge. I think like it's it's like ninety percent or eighty percent of the movies that win that also win best picture. Um, okay. And so I think this weekend is the the Screen Actors Guild, but I think those okay. don't really. I think it's more of like a category acting one, and in the producers, which I think is like next weekend or two weeks from now, those are the ones. If the if they you know if this if that wins that, then it's like pretty much locked that it'll win best picture, which okay. is kind of crazy because it's like you know it's not the, like if you like it's so well made that I think it kind of like Parasite where it breaks through any kind of thing that would have prevented a movie like this in the past, right? Like if you go, yeah. I'm trying to think of like um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, where it's like sci-fi. But it's like emotional, but it's really well made. It, like it, it, that is like the best movie that could be made, and it that barely just got one Oscar. It got best screenplay because it's like it's too weird. We can't nominate it for best picture. It's just too bizarre. Like they're like erasing yeah. the memory and going through memories. What? And I feel like that's how this is, where it's like people were probably like everything else. It's weird, but I think it's so good, so well made that it's just breaking through those kinds of things. Same thing with Parasite, right? Where it's like, before it's like, it's the, it's the foreign movie that, or the foreign language movie that, you know, American audiences aren't going to be able to access. But I think the story is so good and it's so well made and universal that it just broke through all that kind of previously, like, um, like the barriers barriers that people put up Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I agree with that completely. Yeah, I, I think the most impressive thing, and I told you this when you texted me about it, is my brain breaks thinking about how they planned all of it. Because sometimes it is yeah. so random. And there'll be like a shot of Michelle Yao, and she'll say something. And then she'll go back to like the quote, quote, like present day one. And then like 10 minutes later, she'll like get kicked or something, and she'll go back to that one before, right? And yeah. so you're like, wait, so they filmed that. And they wrote it somewhere. They're like, all right, that's shot one, two, three, four. I've seen so and so. So we need to pick up this shot here while we're here because it's going to come back later. It's just like a gigantic jigsaw puzzle that I can't even imagine. And then how also, like, they... I have to imagine as an actor, like, it's got to be weird, like, actor or actress, to like be like, all right, now it would be like, all right, here's an action scene, right? We're filming this action scene. Mm hmm. And then it's like, all right, and we're going to skip ahead 
And, like, in that spot that we're skipping ahead, not filming today, there's a lot of, like, character development. So we need to bring that with us to the mm-hmm. next scene. And it's like, yeah. well, I wasn't there. Like, I <laughs> Exactly. And it's like, okay, now you're more, you now you're willing to accept your daughter. Well, now you're more willing to accept the changes in life because you learned not just physical skills, but you learned emotional skills from somebody in a completely different universe. But then that has to be filmed and it has to be brought back to the thing. Like, yeah just fucking nuts and it and kind of you know like the matrix where it i'm sure it was a pain in the ass to, to edit and get together and come up with and stuff but it's so weird and it just l- moves there's no moment where i'm going wait so wait what right it, it, the rules are set up perfectly they make sense when they make sense you're told things when you're, you're supposed to and it never feels like they're being withheld from you um right and it, it's just like how did that even happen like like a, like a lightning in a bottle right like it's just like mm-hmm. It just comes in and, and, and drills. Like, for example, like in Quantum Mania, um, there's a sequence. Where, you know, early on, you find out that Michelle Pfeiffer has a previous experience from her time in the Quantum Realm with, with Kang. That's, it's in the trailers. It's not a spoiler. Okay. But in the movie, early on, they go, Mom, what is that about? And she goes, there's no time to talk. Okay. <laughs> and like a scene or two later, she's like, Mom, what is going on? Oh, the, the most important thing is getting out right now. And then eventually... The movie tell you know, you hear the bad, you know you hear the story, but it's just frustrating because it's like you, it's just like withholding that information forcefully because they have no way of naturally withholding it and in, in, in revealing that at a perfect time like the Matrix or like this one, right. and it just feels like in the audience, I'm like I shouldn't feel like annoyed because I'm like just tell us because you know because there isn't anything preventing you. You're literally just walking through like a field of some of like. CGI shit. Like, why would right. it's like, we don't have time anyway? Let's keep walking. Just keep walking. Inside. <laughs> right? It's like what? Like, it, it's just like you in, in that time. Most people, like, I think people don't. You don't go. Wait, that's weird, right? But your brain picks it up, and that's what I'm saying. Like in this, where it's like you're right. watching it, and they're giving and the you thing all is, the rules, and they just make sense. Yeah, and the, there's they do that same thing that you're saying Quantumania does because he's talking to her in the closet. Mm-hmm. And like he's like, look, all you need to know is this is super important. Blah 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 blah. And, but the reason why she gets pulled away from that information, it's like perfectly set up. Right. You know what I mean? Because yes. there's Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, hey, hey, right, exactly. Like, you yes. know what I mean? Like, yep. are yeah. you fucking listening? Um, so it's it's it sets. They took the time to set up the reason why this information has to be withheld, which sounds like you know, well, lesser movies don't do as well. They're just like, right. eh, we'll wing it and we'll just get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's like, oh, we'll just so. say that we don't have time to get it run, right? But kind of like The Matrix where it's yeah. like, they have a whole scene where it's like, well, wait. Basically, it's like they went through and we're like, wait, wouldn't the people that were trying to free, like, aren't they, like, connected? Oh, it's at a scene where they say, specifically, anybody who's connected to the system is still a part of the system, so they're going to fight to protect it. Boom. There you go, right? Or like, oh, if you're yep. in The Matrix, what happens then? It's like, oh, you're in real life. Or like, you know, like, you know. How do you know what uh, chicken tastes like, right? Like it's you know, yeah. like those little kind of things, like little things like that, show that somebody maybe gave it more than two seconds thought of the movie that they were making. Right. It's like they. All right. So like Ant Man and Quantumania, they made they wrote the movie and they're like, all right, done. But like Matrix or Everything Everywhere All Else, they like wrote the movie and then they just kind of stayed with that project you know what i mean and like kind of fleshed out other stuff i mean it's 
it's very it's it's a much larger example but like it's kind of the thing that makes lord of the rings and star wars different from all the other things that were kind of around at the same time trying to do the same thing Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. you get the feeling that the people that made them like really sat with that project and like even though they knew what the story was going to be about like and they could have just went ahead and made it like they were like no i need to like take more time with it and make sure everything's fully fleshed out and you can see that in the work and I, yeah, exactly. And I think that's why in the last few months, I think I've I've be, I've, I've come to really, really appreciate James Cameron's movies, you know, because I mm-hmm. watching Avatar one and then Avatar two a bunch of times and then Titanic. Now you look at those and you go, this is somebody who cares about every single aspect of it. Nothing is winged. Nothing is just thought about. Right. He's mm-hmm. he talks about he was talking about um understanding just like human, the human condition that he, he goes, you know, when I made the first one, there was a scene where they're flying on those dragon things. And mm-hmm. the studio was like, you got to cut that. Like, it's just people flying. And he went, no, thank you for the note. But no, because people want to watch that. They want to live that. Right. And it's like, and, mm-hmm. and he talks about, it, he's like, and, and I think that's the difference. Right. I think people who make stuff like the matrix, Lord of the rings, this, there, there are levels to it where there is a craft and just an innate ability to know, like, the story, like, Ryan Johnson compared to, like, fucking J.J. Abrams, right? Where Ryan Johnson right. goes, why does the story click? It has to make sense. Where J.J. Abrams is like, hey, remember that thing? We're bringing it back, baby, and it's going to be new and shiny. And that's, I feel like, yeah. the difference between something like this and then a movie that maybe tries to do another multiverse or some other sort of... Um, version of this movie which i'm sure there's going to be you know once it wins best picture there's going to be other movies like it is that there's going to be missing that spark where they're going to be like people like jumping through multiverses that's what people love it's like no people love right the human aspect of it and the characters and it just so happened that they were in a multiverse thing yeah exactly um so yeah that i anyways i would give it like I mean, I feel like I'd give it a five out of five, and I naturally like don't want to do that because I'm like, there's a better movie somewhere. Um, so, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, I gave four... it a five out of five. It was my lone five out of five last year. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna call it five out of five then. Um, yeah. It's it's really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and, definitely watch it if you have a sec. Yeah, and it's uh, and and now you know before we move on to the next topic, I do want to take take a little bit to be like, you know what? It's actually kind of nice that these Oscar seasons, the movies are like, I don't know, like they're good. They've always, I mean, they usually are good, but it's like, I don't know, like it's like this and Top Gun and Avatar, like movies where I'm like, they're great movies and I can show them to my parents, right? It's not like I was like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe I'm misremembering and there's always been populist fun movies in, in the Oscars, but I feel like sometimes it's like, this is the movie of a young boy who's handicapped at a young age and... Yeah, the Fableman, right? Like that kind of movie where I'm like, I mean, I get it, right? And I, I, I'm glad that it exists because I do, and you know, I get what he's going at. I didn't love it, but like, I'm not gonna put that on for my parents. Like, they're gonna be like, what is? Right. So he's just like filming stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's about, it's about being unable to connect, you know, to your family through your divorce and being unable to experience life unless it's through art. You know, and, and they'd be like, okay. Cool. Well, can we watch Top Gun again, right? Or like even <laughs> even, even everything everywhere all at once. Right? Can we watch that one? Now this has some action in it, or Avatar yeah. two, right? Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's cool that yeah that those movies are are here, and, and then, you know the, yeah. there's also movies like the Fable ones and Tar and stuff. But 
Yeah, exactly. It is yeah. a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I do like the idea of like bringing or having more of those movies in there, which, like you said, I'm sure it's happened in the past. But like in my head, I think of. I don't know, like, I just think of the stuffy ones, you know what I mean, where people mm-hmm. like, mm, this is my Oscar movie, fucking, like, man, what is it, Mr. Rogers, like, the Tom Hanks one, it's like, I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah, like, Time in the Neighborhood or something, or like, or... yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I, I guess it is, but it's not a, it's not a banger, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yo, it's to pimp a butterfly, it's not good kid, man. Right, yeah. exactly, <laughs> yes, yep, 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 yep. Or to make it worse, uh, yeah. it's whatever the last album was versus Good Kid, Mad City. And it's like, okay, cool. Oh, man. Mr. Moran, the big stepper. So, oh, man. Yeah. That's the dumbest name for... Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, that's that's everything we've watched and, mm-hmm. and caught up on recently. Um, we'll just go through these last few um, pretty quick. Yeah. So, let's do the Super Bowl recap. Mm-hmm. Big game. Um, Chiefs pulled it out. Uh, fucking... Mahomes is ridiculous. Uh, Kelsey's ridiculous. Jalen Hurts is kind of ridiculous, honestly, at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good game. It, it was it was a very. It, it was like probably the most competitive Super Bowl like I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, recently, like I think I think both defenses played well, but like the offenses were better. You know, neither quarterback. I think there was no turn. I think there was a. Oh yeah, no. Wait, Jalen Hurts had one turnover. It was a long turnover of the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's kind of like the, everything everywhere all at once. Where it's like it's weird to watch something where it's supposed to be the best, and you watch it and you go, "Wow, that actually was really good, right?" Like it. Yeah. That was actually a really good football game. And if you told me these two were the best teams in the league, I would have been like, "It certainly looked like it, right?" And the best team won. Yeah. And like. Yeah, that sounds about right, right? And it was very close. I mean, if they played 100 times, I think it's like, you know, 50 and 50, because I think that's how close it was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was great. Like you said, Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. I mean, Hall of Fame in five years. So if we get, I mean, I doubt it'll be the same production, but, you know, if we get 10 more years of this, you know, four more MVPs, two more Super Bowls, dozens of touchdowns, dozens of yards, hundreds of thousands of yards. Um, But, uh yeah, it's it's nuts to be living. You know, it's here, right? Like being in the prime, right? Like, dude, I think they said they're like he led the league in score in yards. He was MVP. He won uh, the Super Bowl. He was Super Bowl MVP, and he was first team All Pro, right? And it's yeah. just like, oh, okay. And he just did it, right? It's like the shit that yeah. we look back on and be like, MJ in '92 was insane. He won all of them, and now we look at this, and it just happened in front of our eyes, and it's like. Oh yeah, he just did it because we just yeah, but he's been doing it, so we're like, yeah, you know, that's that's Patrick Mahomes, exactly, (laughs) right? And it doesn't happen because Aaron Rodgers does that all the time, but the motherfucker flames out in the playoffs. So, Mm -hmm. and then Tom Brady does it, but his comes in the playoffs, and sometimes he wins MVP, but you know, it's not where he's. Twenty seventeen, I think, is the closest one where he won MVP, but then he lost in the Super Bowl, right? So, yeah, so like, really, uh, I mean, where does Andy Reid? rank all time in coaches at this point i mean he's he's put together quite the resume you know mm-hmm. what i mean like the eagles with donovan McNabb and Terrell owens were like offensive juggernaut and then now that he's come to kansas city and like everybody knew patrick mahomes was patrick mahomes right but like when tyreek hill was gone people were like i don't know what they're gonna do and andy reed and 
Mahomes and Kelsey have just schemed away for it to not matter. Right? Like every team has to be like Kelsey, we gotta we gotta make sure he doesn't catch it, and it doesn't matter. Like he they, he still gets open, Mahomes still finds him. So there's got to be something there that Andy Reid is doing right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and like like I said, I just I mean now at this point, like I I mean shit, he's top ten coaches of all time. Oh, definitely. Maybe top five. I think yeah. he wins. I think he's third or fourth. I think it's right. Yeah, Don Shula, I mean, and then what's his name? Bill Belichick. And then, I think I think it's him, or maybe it's somebody else. Uh, no, uh, George Hollis. He's like the old Bears coach. And then I think it's Andy Reid. Yeah. I think Andy Reid is literally like fourth all time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then, so I mean, I think he's probably yeah. I, I he's definitely in top ten. I feel like you you you'd find some top five lists where he's not on it. You know what I mean? Um, so he's like kind of right around there. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's just, it's wild. And, like, realistically, I mean, I don't know why they can't continue to do it. Like, right. Like, unless like other looking. than maybe Kelsey slowing down because he's starting to get a little older. Yeah. Um, But, like, other than that, man, I don't, I don't see why not. Right, right. Um, I mean, I mean, I, and I know the, the, the Seahawks probably had a, a, a much, there's a definite reason why, but you can see how quickly something can just, like, end, right? Especially, like, runs, right? Like, teams yeah, that's can true. just kind of disintegrate before you know in front of our eyes right like um yeah there was also a lot of chemistry issues with seattle but i know that's what you're kind of alluding to Mm -hmm. but like yeah um, it 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 definitely can happen um but i mean yeah we'll have to see yeah yep so that's the super bowl Mm -hmm. and then moving to the nba uh lebron broke the all-time point record which is a thing that fucking nobody thought was ever going to be touched um and he did it and he's still fucking like i I was talking to my dad about it and he was like the thing is he's like that's the most outrageous about it is that like and i i didn't know this he was just telling me he was like the end of kareem's career he was awful he was Mm -hmm. just like hobbling around um like he was a he had a long career you know what i mean but like he was like at the end like he should have already been done playing. Um, right. He was still kind of hobbling out there, putting up a couple shots and getting some points. He's like, LeBron has passed it, and he's still out there putting up, like, 40. Like, right. He's like an actual, like, great, like, he could go out and, like, which is what he did that night, right? When when he hit, th- it was 36 points for the last game. And if it was, like, Kareem, right, he'd be like, oh, I think three or two or three games, right? But with LeBron, I was like, well, he could do it like right that's why i watched yeah. that night because i was like people people were saying like yo he's gonna he's gonna do it tuesday night because he doesn't want it to get overshadowed by the super bowl and it's wild that people were just like yeah lebron's gonna choose to do it like lebron's gonna choose to hit the scoring record that he's 36 points away from on a tuesday like like, <laughs> like that's all it takes is him to just be like eh, i think i'm doing it today and yeah and and on a, during halftime he was talking to Bronny and bryce on this he's like what should i just go he was like he was asking them he was like should i they probably think like any other kid. He's like, oh, this cat, my dad's such a dork. He's probably like, should I, should I go ahead and neck it out in the third? All right. He's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And he just fucking went out and did it. Right. So, um, it was crazy. I, I mean, I loved watching it. I, I, I felt it, emo- it felt emotional because it's like, it, it, it's kind of like, from, I mean, not from, I mean, from him hitting it, of course, because it's, it's, it's a great achievement in sports, but just from, from, being aware that I was watching something that's like a big thing, right? That like right. you know that most of the time that you look back on and people go, "Oh, were you alive when this?" or like, "Oh, I remember when that was." 
and just knowing yeah. that I was a, a witness to it, which I know is this, this is fucking Nike thing, but it's like, right, like you, you <laughs> watched it, right? Like you witnessed it, and it's like, wow, like this isn't just like it's not. This is like a big sports thing for, and, and I and I love basketball, so it, for me it was like yeah. a, a thing that that mattered, even if it's just like, well, it's just points, like who cares? Right, it's just, and that's just so wild. Like it, it was literally a record that people were like, "Yeah, nobody else is ever gonna hit that." Like, mm-hmm. like, it, like it was like a foregone conclusion that he would just be the guy forever. Um, and LeBron was like, "Nah, I think I'm gonna just do it. I think I'm gonna just never get injured, other than like one groin injury once. Like, yeah. I think I'll just be healthy forever." And it's like, okay, I guess. Like, um, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, LeBron did it. It's wild. Um, and then the the trade deadline, a bunch of trades happened, but the big one was uh, uh, Brooklyn basically blew the whole fucking thing up. They're like, you know what? We give up. Like, we can't deal with these motherfuckers anymore. We give up. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> the big three that never was. It's just nuts. And it, I mean, it was not. In, I mean, it was kind of, sort of a COVID adjacent thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Because Kyrie didn't want to take the vaccine, and so then they treated him with baby gloves. And then Harden was like, wait, what the fuck is this? Wait, what's going on? Wait, I want out of here, right? Because this is weird. What's wild to me is that Chris Paul and I think Westbrook both ended up in Houston with James Harden, right? And they both were like, yo, this motherfucker is wildin'. Like, they were like, yo, he's not taking anything serious. He's out here partying. He don't give a fuck about practice. He was like, I don't know what kind of Mickey Mouse operation y'all motherfuckers got around here. But this shit ain't it. I don't know what the fuck James Harden's doing. And then for James Harden to leave there and go somewhere, it's like, yo, I don't know what these motherfuckers are doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, everybody thought I was wildin'. These dudes are wildin'. Um, and I think more specifically Kyrie. Um, he was like, yo, what the fuck is happening? Um, I got a piece out. I can't do this. Um, and then, you know, I just, for some reason, Kevin Durant was like, no, I want Kyrie here. And then Kyrie pieced out. Like, I, like the, the weirdest thing was like before Kyrie asking for the trade, I personally had no inclination that he was like needing to leave. You know what I mean? Like you always hear the rumblings like, mm-hmm. This person's not happy in this situation. They finally request a trade. I hadn't heard any about that at Kyrie. Like, I had heard it before when all the COVID stuff was happening and all the black Israelite shit was happening. Like, but then it had, like, cleaned up. And then it just kind of seemed like all of a sudden, after I thought everything was good, um, he's like, yeah, I need to get out of here. So, (laughs) And they sent him to Dallas. I don't know what the fuck is going to go on there. I I mean, I, I, like... You know, just kind of watch it from a distance, and it's like, oh, you know, they 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 won like some games, and he's playing with well with Luca, so who knows? And then KD, as the time of this recording, hasn't made his um premiere uh, as uh, debut with the Suns, so mm-hmm. who knows what that'll be like? Um, who somebody on Twitter was it Jalen Rose or somebody? Somebody was saying that they were like, if KD doesn't win with the Suns, it'll be a bigger bust than with the Nets, and I was like, mm, I guess yeah, because because with the Nets, it was kind of like we're starting from scratch. You know, we're doing the LeBron thing. But with this, it's like you're coming, yeah. you're pretty much going to be like the missing piece to that last chunk that we need, right? To push us over. Because they've been to the finals, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, yeah. And I think they were, was it game six? It was game seven. They pushed it to seven, right? So it's like they were super close. You got to be the, the guy to get us over. But it's like, I guess we'll see. 
And he's getting old, yeah. right? They're all, I mean, I, I can't even remember the last time that KD played, like, I think 70 or 60, 60 or 70 games. So. Yeah, that's the thing, too. I mean, I know we just talked about LeBron, but, like, I was talking about LeBron and the no injuries thing. Is that, like, also, like, everybody else from LeBron's draft class is retired. Like, he's outlasted generations. Like, Steph Curry is a different, like, is a separate newer generation than LeBron and Steph Curry's kind of looking more washed than LeBron at this point and I'm like what the fuck is going on <laughs> you know what I mean like Steph Curry lately has just been getting injured a lot you know what I mean like yeah. that that was a whole dynasty and LeBron is still out here putting up 40 like after the dynasty's over it's like what is happening mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um but yeah like KD's getting old Harden's getting old mm-hmm. and those guys were all after like I don't like you know what I mean it's like we're yeah it's like like you said it's like people just it's kind of like when people go oh man russell westbrook signing with the clippers oh shit oh man y'all gotta be careful and it's like wait we're we're talking about 2023 russell westbrook right i think people sometimes hear their names (laughs) and it's still kind of like you know like those old like when you hear like who was it oh julio jones is signing with tampa bay oh man yeah and you're like oh yeah another weapon for the past four seasons exactly another (laughs) weapon for tom brady oh shit it's like oh he's been hurt a lot because he's kind of really (laughs) yeah um Um, yeah it's just weird and and wild so yeah if he doesn't if it doesn't work out with the suns i mean uh, also why is this man why does he just keep doing this like, he went to the Warriors, won with the Warriors, and it's like, I don't like people ain't giving me respect. So then he goes to Brooklyn, and it fucks up. And he's like, I'm going to just hop on the Suns. Like, bro, if you win, you're still not going to be satisfied because everybody's going to hit you with the same shit they hit you with with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. It's like, like bro, what is wrong with Never you? satisfied. Um, I'm trying to find a stat that I heard. Is it? Maybe I misheard it about... Let me see, because it was something like. All right, let me let me. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Before we finish up, where's the next one? Oh, maybe I misheard it. There's something about like Carl Anthony Towns being like a really top scorer or something. Oh. Okay. Um, but uh, and it, 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 the reason I was mentioning that is like you know I mean time's flying by and the guy who you're like Carl Anthony Towns he just came into the league it's like. No, it's like his eighth or ninth season already. It's like yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Even like, like Devin when they're like and they're like NBA veteran D'Angelo Russell. I'm like, huh? <laughs> didn't he just get drafted? Isn't he 19? Uh, right? Like, <laughs> didn't he just videotape Nick Young? Um, <laughs> that was six years ago. I was like, my god. That that <laughs> so like for me like looking back I look I think 2016 2017 like that's been some while right but the thing that has fucked me up this year in the last two months especially is 2019 being four years ago because that doesn't feel like that long ago and I think that's the one like the, like when I hear like 2017 2018 like that that's been a few years ago that's been you know a good bit of time 2016 like you know it's, it's almost a year you know a decade now since since that election since you know, 2015 you know it, that feels far away yeah. in my mind. 2019 does not feel like four years ago. And so then when people go, oh, you know, they won the Super Bowl four years ago. I'm like, oh, you mean like 2017? No, I mean like 2019. It's like, well, oh my God. Right. It's just like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. And I think that, and, um, I, and I think um, for me, um, I, I use sports in the years to sort of loca- um, locate myself in time. So like I go, yeah. oh, m- you know, my freshman year of high school, that was... Who won that year? Oh, that was when the the Giants won because I remember being ninth grade and the Giants won. So I sort of you know 
locate myself yeah. in time like that way and so then like you said like now that they're getting older i'm like hey d oh he's probably what like 29 right because in my mind that's what he's been for forever but it's, you know he's like 34 and it's like oh Shit. yeah oh it, he's gonna retire soon <laughs> yeah exactly he's like closer to retirement than not right so yeah um yeah it's just yeah. i have that issue with music uh like i i made a i made a playlist that like it's like a kind of like higher energy playlist for mm-hmm. me like whatever i'm feeling kind of drained and like so i'm like listening to that and i'll have like Lil wayne shit come up and i'm like i'm not a huge Lil wayne fan but there was like a little area where Lil Wayne was kind of hidden um and I'm like looking at the the years and it was like like one of them is like something like my daddy which is real old Mm -hmm. uh but I'm like hold on I was like fuck bro that was like middle school like and then I'm like fuck that was like 16 years ago (laughs) what the fuck am I talking about Mm -hmm. and then it'd be like it'd be a song that was like really popular uh, like in or uh, in high school like uh, Top Back T.I. I think was maybe high school and I'm uh, it was either late middle school or high school and that's on there and I'm like remembering I'm like fuck man that was so long ago (laughs) like that's I'm old I I was in the car and I was listening to Big Pimpin you know the Jay-Z song I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it sounds great. It sounds as good as the first time it came out. Yeah, that, that I think it's it's uh, Timbaland in the Neptunes, or maybe just Timbaland. And like, yeah, this great beat, great beat. And then like, I froze because I was like, that was twenty three years ago. That is, <laughs> I, that is, this is officially an oldie, right? Like there are there are people with real life adult jobs who are younger than this song is, right? Like it's, yeah. It's hold on, let's see if I can see this one because this is damn. All right. Um, one uh, another one that's been played a bunch. Uh, oh man, that that's hilarious that that came up. Um, damn. it was it's John from the Carter uh, the Carter Four with Rick Ross. Oh yes, I, um, I love that one. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's see. like what, like twelve years ago. Ooh, like. Yeah, twelve years ago. Ooh, <laughs> twelve years ago. Yuck, bro. What the are you bigger the about? bullet, the more that bitch gon' bang. More that bitch gon' bang. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! This thing's like three or four years old. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. I've done the math. The bigger the bullet, it does. It, the more that bitch gonna bang. You know what I mean? Like, there's, I've done the science, the ballistics test. Like, he's right. Right, um, and it's like you know when we, we you know when we were you know middle school and then like that's like you know or when even when that song came out right and you listen to yeah. it what was that twenty eleven you go back yeah. twelve years from that which would have been what nineteen ninety nine you go oh man this is the old school this is old school DMX right nineteen ninety nine oh this is right you know, like oh this like, is, fuck uh, I'm just as far away from that now <laughs> exactly it's not even dude we are further away from John than John was from the Blueprint one. Blueprint one was in twenty twenty one. Nine years. <laughs> oh no! As I was, we'll, you know, we'll finish up right here just to bring it back to the first thing that we we talked about, okay. Titanic. I was telling Sydney, I was like, the first time I ever really like got into Titanic, or like really enjoyed this movie, was in two thousand five when the movie came out on DVD. They had a collector's DVD, and I went out, and that's when I was like liking DVDs, and I went out and I bought it, you know, with my own like money, like 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 Aaron money. Or like, what's it called? Like, um, yeah, you run errands and shit, and you make some like allowance, parents, and, allowance and yeah. shit. And your parents give you some money here and there. Yeah, I mean, and I bought it, 
And I remember being like, wow, Titanic. It's so old. You know, the movie's been out for so, so long. And now they have this collector's DVD because the movie, you know, it's from before me. It's before yeah. I, you know, became aware of, of pop culture in a way that I could, you know, take it in by myself without my parents having to drag me to a movie theater, right? It was only eight mm-hmm. years, right? It's yeah. been more than double the time between that those two periods than when I bought that DVD because that was 2005. So it's been 18 years. Are you years ready for another now. one? Mm-hmm. We are further away from Inglorious Bastards than Inglorious Bastards is from Titanic. God. <laughs> what the fuck? Because <laughs> so Titanic came out in 1997. That's what mm-hmm. it looks like. And then Inglorious Bastards is 2009. So that's mm-hmm. 12 years, right? And. If I'm not mistaken, and we're 14 years from now. Now, yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, next year we'll be further from Inglorious Bastards than Inglorious Bastards was from Pulp Fiction. Oh man, this is awful. <laughs> Fuck. Right, well, yeah, I turned so... 30 in two weeks, dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the well, I'm already, I'm already been there for two months. It's the same. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll be there. Like I said, be there in two weeks. Like, fuck, man, what happened? What did I do? Mm-hmm. Man, I, that's wild. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Katie so, to the Suns. <laughs> yeah, the Katie to the Suns. Mm-hmm. Katie's old ass to the Suns. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the episode for this week. Um, if you want to catch me, you can catch me at Bags Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Evercaster92 on Instagram. You want to catch the podcast? You can catch it at Diff Animals Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us, Diff Animals Podcast at gmail.com. As usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we'll catch you in two weeks. Later. Peace.